Hello and welcome to the Kryptonite Podcast. I'm Mark Storrs and with me as always is... Whoa! Oh my god! Who's who a Puma? Oh, that was, that was, that Puma was Chris. The, the explosive Yegua. Yep. And... Rob Morphy. Thank you for joining us. As always, the social medias, the Instas, the Twitters, the Facebooks, ratings and reviews are always appreciated, boys. And thoroughly raise, enjoyed. Raise your glasses. I'm doing it. We made it a year. We did. There oh go. my god! Hard to believe. Bang! There it is. That has okay. flown the fuck by. I know it has. It has gone quick. Thank you to all of our listeners, everyone out there. Thank you also very much. All the support, all the great comments, and uh, and, and, and direct messages, and tweets, and Facebooks, and Instagram posts, and everything. Thank you also and very much. Stories Insta and stories. of course gifts. Yeah. Thank you oh, all. Oh my god! I know so much. We have been spoiled. Uh, <sighs> Absolutely the best listeners in the history of podcasts. Oh my god. Beyond yes. a doubt. Oh, fuck yeah. We were just talking um, before we started recording. This is this has gone much better than we thought it was going to. <laughs> so glad so... people got it. Yeah. I, exactly. I still remember the initial meetings where oh, we were like, people really take this seriously. This might go over like a lead fucking balloon. But we're like, we gotta be us. This is what this is what we are. This is what we enjoy. And thank God we found you sons of bitches. Yes. That are on the same wavelength and can enjoy seriously loving and respecting the subject, but at the same time having fun on the fucking ride. And that is phenomenal. So thank you all so much for being there and then for showing the support and keeping us going. And honestly, it makes my week. No, same like here. just the good same words here. from people. And, and this is something that obviously we love anyway, and we love hanging out together and, and we're huge fans of paranormal and cryptozoological and alien stuff. But you guys sweeten the deal so fucking much I'm talking to the listeners now that I can't even, I couldn't have, a year ago, I couldn't have imagined how much fun we'd be having. No, no, same here, same here. The uh, the, the reception that we've gotten from you guys has been great. We are, we are far beyond appreciative. It's uh, it's awesome. It's great. It's cool. Um, so, but you know what? Let's get back to true form here. Let's get this week's episode started. But before we do that, we have an announcement to make in the next couple of weeks. We're launching a Patreon. That was fireworks. Fireworks. Patreon. 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 Give us money. Patreon. Boom. 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 Wow. Well done. It was like six Fourth of Julys. Oh my gosh! You guys could have seen. It's like the grand finale. Oh, God. All right, so we are going to be launching a Patreon. We will have more information on that in probably at the very end of the month, I think, that we're going to actually launch it. Uh, but we're going to do a Patreon special episode to let you guys know exactly what you'll be getting if you donate to our Patreon. So, uh, be, so be on the lookout for that. Uh, like I said, about two weeks or so, we're going to have that up and running. That'll right be going. On. So, so, uh, so, yeah, that's, you know, that's, our, that's our 2018 right there. Indeed. Heading into 2019. 2018 was a weird year, but uh, you know what? 2019 with, with the Patreon, I think it's going to be really good for yeah, us. No, it was a weird year, but I think on a personal level, a really good year. Oh, yeah, totally. Like, oh, I totally. had so Great much year. fucking fun yeah. in terms of you know just things that have happened and... Uh, and, and and for a big part of it, it was this podcast, too. No, same uh, This has been the best part so of So I'm super year. stoked. Yeah. I am super duper stoked yeah. for 2019 and uh, bigger and better. All right. So we're coming at you with the two-for-one mystery bag Monday. And we're going to be getting started with the Georgia Stocks. In the summer of 1951, an amateur aviator had a terrifying mid-air collision with an unidentified flying object. But as alarming as this airborne accident was, far and away the most memorable aspect of this all-too-close encounter were the manifestly mechanical pilots who managed to navigate their aerodynamically challenged vehicle out of the Georgia skies into the annals of ufological lore. 
I am so wow, proud of you right now. Dad. That, I, that's called nailing it. Did, did I make that? Oh my God. Yeah. Oh man. You, I, feel, I want you to read everything I write from now on. I feel like I just did a trapeze act. I'm like, so proud my of My neck hurts and my back is sore. And dude, there was no neck. <laughs> oh, man. You just All did right. it. You owned awesome. it. All right, Robert, take it away. Sometime in July of 1951, recreational flyer Fred Reagan was piloting his Piper Cub in the skies above Georgia when his tranquil flight suddenly took a turn toward the inexplicable. Mm. Always a bad turn. Following a bizarre mid-air impact that tore the tail off his plane. That's terrifying. That's not an impact you want. Nobody wants a mid-air impact. No. Like, if there's one thing you're doing when you're flying, you're thinking, at least nothing's going to hit me. I might fuck up. I yep. might crash. There could be a million things that could go wrong. Nothing's going to hit me in the sky. Yeah. Mid-air anything. Is not good. Unless it's like a mid-air pizza delivery. Yeah, mid-air no, pizza delivery. I've Mile High Club. It's a small list oh, of good yeah. things. I have flown a handful of times, and I can honestly say, out of the six to seven times I've flown, I have never once been even close to being sober. There were times that I was like, I might get <laughs> really? kicked off of this plane. I'm so drunk. <laughs> I don't think I've ever had a like, drink on I'm, a plane. Oh, my God. Dude. Well, I always hit the airport bar first. Oh. And then you know what You know what the, the fucking secret is? What? NyQuil. Oh, God. Yeah. So whiskey drink and NyQuil. Drink it. Drink, so you're drink you some NyQuil. Be a Are you alive? You should be a coma patient. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm generally comatose trying to get beers. Like You know oh. how they're like, oh, you shouldn't take cold medication while you're drinking. Of course. I take cold medication while I drink. Oh, my <laughs> just, God. Just to get through the flight, just because I'm a fucking Dude, why don't nervous you take some rat. Xanax or something? That's true. I don't, well, did I take... I may have had Xanax and Xanax, beers. whiskey, and NyQuil? No, just Xanax and beers. And I'm Because then, then we have a ghost. A partner on her podcast is a <laughs> yeah. fucking yeah. A living ghost. So anyway, my rule, of, my my general rule, Jeez. and I will give this to all of you, never fly sober. That's fair. Ever. I've, I've always, always flown, flown sober. sober. Yeah, yeah. I've yeah. never, not never flown sober. I'll tell ever. you what, I, I, I have a hard time sleeping on a plane. So the when I went to uh, South Africa, mm. it was a long flight via London from New York. And uh, 27 hours in the air with a 12-hour layover, Whoa. I did not sleep for any of it. Uh, I would just be hammered. Just hammer. Yeah, I probably have a tough time too sleeping. Yeah, yeah I just like I like my own though, shit. I slept like a fucking baby. Yeah, I was I was drunk. done not sleeping at yeah. that point. But anyway, all right, Robert, we're, we're dealing we're dealing with Fred Ragan, recreational pilot, hit a thing, midair, yep. good things, everything's happening. Turn towards the inexplicable, his tail fin or whatever the fuck you call it on a plane, gone, knocked off. Okay. All right. Reagan knew he had been hit the moment his light aircraft began to shudder and spiral out of control. That's pretty obvious, but yes. Yep. But just as the plane began to plummet toward the earth, its downward progress was abruptly halted by an unseen force. Mm. Both relieving and perplexing, I'd say. Yeah. Stunned and terrified, Reagan frantically looked outside the windows and was shocked to see a pulsating, lozenge-shaped UFO hovering above his Piper Cub. And I love the fact it was literally lozenge. called lozenge-shape. That dates it like fuck. Yeah. I haven't it's heard anyone ask for a fucking <laughs> lozenge in years. Pardon me, sir. Might you have a lozenge? <laughs> Could I pardon you for a lozenge? My thing? throat <laughs> is feeling a little prickly today. Oh, I love it. It's a fucking <laughs> phenomenal word. I don't know. Why, why is that? What the throat? fuck? <laughs> I love the roll. I can't even do it. I want to do a it. A 10 so second roll. I, yeah, I, I can't do it. Uh, <laughs> whatever the mysterious tractor beam like force being exerted on his plane may have been, it was clearly emanating from this airborne anomaly. 
Reagan stared in terror as his plane literally broke into pieces around him, and he felt himself going into a freefall, convinced that this otherworldly vehicle would be the last thing he ever saw. But just when it seemed that gravity was going to have its way with him, Fred suddenly lurched upwards as if caught in what he described as a sticky clinging force so just to clarify he got tractor beam yeah let's let's paint this picture for a second was his entire aircraft falling apart so yes puzzle pieces around him he hit something and it feels like it was kind of ripping a little bit as he was spiraling like tails he tails off so he's going into a literal tailspin right all of a sudden the aircraft is breaking up around him oh wow he feels it caught in this force okay then as the pieces break up as you know entropy will be or you know an accident and he feels himself just falling out of it, looking up at this pulsating fucking... Socrat. Yeah, basically. <laughs> okay. Uh, all of a sudden, he feels a sticky clinging force that is preventing him from plummeting okay. to his unseemly and very messy death. All right, cool. Awesome. Fred Reagan felt himself being lifted from the twisted detritus of his annihilated plane toward a round portal that had surprisingly opened in the base of the floating orb. Mm. Once inside the craft, Reagan noticed that he was inside a faintly illuminated room surrounded by strange glistening obelisks that stood approximately three feet tall and tapered toward the top and at the base. So... Oh, so it's more like a, like a crystal. So, yeah. yeah. So just imagine obelisk, a long guess, straight right? obelisk thing that points up at the top, but mm-hmm. also Which tapers at are... the bottom. Okay. Yep. okay. Okay. Glistening. 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 Like an oily muscle man. <laughs> yeah, but but a weird obelisk crystal thing. But metallically. Okay. Right. Okay. Men. And I'm going to get to this. The objects also <laughs> had metal diamond-shaped attachments, which inspired Reagan to describe them as looking like huge stalks of metallic asparagus. Mm. Metal so, diamond-shaped, like, like blade? There's a drawing yeah. that I found on the internet. Rhinestone cowboy. Um, so we're talking basically metal sticks about three feet high that taper at the base and at the top okay. with diamond-shaped sort of attachments at the okay. side right. and little flary <clears throat> metal things so a metallic stalk of asparagus yeah i mean i mean basically that's what you have what it is yeah three feet tall just okay. sit, just that's what that's what's wrong this is the decoration inside said ufo okay cool when these steely stalks began to surround him however <laughs> reagan realized that they were not inanimate objects as he initially surmised but apparently robotic or somehow some kind of synthetic entities. Is this going to bring us back to Steely Dan? Steely Dan. Because he said Steely. I did some research into Steely Dan, and they got some jams. They're not bad. No, they got tons. No, I Steely didn't, Dan I didn't realize of... all the music that they that they did, all these yeah. popular songs, and I'm like, oh shit, that's Steely Dan? Oh yeah, no. Yeah, I had no Steely idea. Dan fucking rocks. Yeah, I, I had no idea. Do all this time, I'm like, oh, Steely Dan, scoff. Just what, the name? Yeah, the and I, I had no idea how fucking dope they are. Sometimes yeah, you, you have gotta to dig, listen to You got to dig with them to, yeah. to yeah. Well, but, you know, we'll, we'll get back to Steely Dan at some point, but uh, Robert. S- Steely Dan. Let's bring, it, let's bring us back to some asparagus. Yeah, absolutely. The big metal asparagus. <laughs> the best. <That's... laughs> big metal asparagus. Okay. So as he was surrounded, uh, as I said before, by these robotic entities, apparently robotic entities, it was then that the understandably emotionally overwrought pilot fainted happens a lot oh, these people keep fainting i don't know but you know what passing let, out, let, times you're, in your life, you're gonna faint your life not often but let me let me say this you're recreationally flying not professionally for the fun of it regardless suddenly, some shit hits the back of your plane you're in a tailspin right suddenly 
You're not. It's in a sticky force, but the right. ship breaks apart around you. I, you start plummeting down. You see the UFO that destroyed right. your plane. You're dying. It captures you. It sucks you through a portal. You're, you're surrounded by you're these good. little these little fucking metal statues of asparagus, which suddenly fucking congregate around you. This is the one time in your life I will give you fucking complete permission to pass the fuck out. No, no. I mean you should probably you stay almost awake died three times. Your plane's in a tailspin. Right. You All fall right. to the know. ground. You should have been passed you're out already. You're sucked into a UFO, and then the asparagus walks. <laughs> No, yeah, These no. are the fucking three criteria for passing. Uh, I out. mean, I think you should be aware of your surroundings at all times and taking all the information that you can. Okay, Johnny. But that's me. Yeah, no. Just spo- you look for cough drops when you're flying. Yeah, clearly. You would fuck with your fucking Nyquil and whiskey. You'd have passed out before the plane took off. I would have been dead hours ago. Exactly. Are you kidding me? Stop Stop judging. Just flying the plane. <laughs> <laughs> fucking Fred Reagan. Yeah, my not- world. <laughs> Get back world. I want to die in the clouds. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody wants to die in the clouds. Just nosedive the plane like, fuck it. Yeah. Going down. Nah, not even a nosedive. Just pull that fucking stick back and just go skyward and be like, I'm fucking coming. Oh, you're going for the. I'm coming, Jesus. Th- I'm coming. So you're going to Icarus your way into fuck oblivion? Yeah, yeah. Because you know that's eventually going to result in your death. Yeah, of course. You can't like pull the fucking throttle back, go skyward, and live forever no, in a perpetual fucking vertical dude, yeah. flight. Fucking heaven can wait, dude. I'm going there. You want to biplane into space. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go to that I, part I, where it's blue and black and be like, fuck you. Oh, you're going to fucking suffocate in the stratosphere? <laughs> fuck yeah, I am. That's how I'm going out, dude. Oh, I'm not going to flip the vet anymore. I'm going to suffocate in the stratosphere. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> No, that's about. Yeah, Those you know, are two good I options. would respect you more if you flew in a space. Fuck yeah, see? <laughs> in a plane. And I want Chris's respect, so I'm going to do that. Did you put that on your Space Force <laughs> resume? Just wondering. I did. Yes, Just I curious. Did. Uh, I want to suffocate in space. As that is my dream death, I would be perfect for your Space yeah. Force. I need a Red well, Baron biplane. <laughs> I want to fly in space with it. Oh, I want oh, twin shit. guns. All right, so we got asparagus uh, talking listen, to this guy. I would say him. that Fred Reagan was perfectly justified in passing out at this no, point. No, he is. I mean, he went through a lot. In a series of moments, okay? All right, Fred. All right. Reagan. Reagan found himself regaining consciousness at the tinny sound of a mechanical voice coming out of what he called, and I don't understand what this technically means, an alien speaker. So is it just squid-shaped? Is it... I don't know what that means. Yeah, I don't know, know what that either. means either. There's, I just don't know. I mean, because speakers are fucking speakers. If you recognize it as a speaker, then how well, is it makes an alien. alien. Yeah, yeah. It's a speaker. I just don't know. It was an advanced Bose system, perhaps? Oh, yeah, ultra Bose. All right, cool. The voice spoke to him in English, employing an affected, borderline pretentious tone that conveyed to the aviator that the collision between the vehicle and the aircraft had been completely unintentional. Oh, well, you know, I felt you maybe see. it was going there. They're like, yeah. oh, we fucked. Oh, we fucked. We <laughs> fucked all the pooches. But it's like, it's like, <laughs> and, really, and they immediately try to correct it. Like, it's a pretentious butler. Yeah, so it's, like, oh, it's Mr. Belvedere well, trying to see, fucking tell we you We are that. sorry for this uh, crash. It was unintentional. I didn't even know it was your fault. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Fred Reagan, we, this, used that we tractor beam indeed and so- conclude that it was not our meaning to crash your ship, but it was yours. So, fuck all the fucks off. Fuck all the fucks cool. off. Well, the that's what they say. Fuck right. every fuck well, off. Well, unlike us. Here's some ham. With the wonderful Butler accents. <laughs> they actually <laughs> took full credit for it. The mechanical vegetables claimed that their mission on Earth was one of peaceful scientific surveillance and that they had traveled here for the sole purpose of observing the relatively primitive state of the human civilization. See? Oh, See? So we're a bunch of fucking bitches. primates Robots now, yeah. are condescending. Elitist bitches. They always are. <laughs> 
Robots got to get off their high fucking horse and respect yeah, organics. I mean, we just right. our voices were corrected. No, we were. Yeah, no, we we, we were just it. you know looking at how yeah. dumb you were. Yeah, you no s- offense. You fucking <laughs> stupid hairless apes. Look at you. Oh yes, play with your poo. Play with your poo. <laughs> when Me- when Metallica well, Asparagus demands you play Jesus with your poo, yeah. you, you play, comply. You, you fucking, fucking play comply. With your, you play with your fucking poo. The alien asparagus then informed Reagan that they had surreptitiously given him a medical examination when he had boarded their craft, presumably after he passed out, and had discovered that he harbored a series of cancerous tumors, a revelation which understandably shocked the pilot. I don't want the fucking metallic asparagus telling me that I got cancer. Right. I don't want that fucking... I what? want my, my doctor. Your, your human yeah. non-vegetable like, Oh, by the way, metal. enjoy the cancer, Fred. Let's stop like, nobody this. Nobody wants that. Let's stop this for a second and think about fucking poor Fred Reagan's Well, yeah, day. he's fucking... Now I understand why you're fainting. It's a casual flight. He's yeah. doing his fucking thing. It's your Sunday, dude. Loop-de-loops. Yeah. Whatever he's fucking doing. Fuck yeah. Hit a UFO. Tailspin. Yep. No. Plane breaks up. Fall to your death. Tractor beam. Tractor beam. Yeah. UFO. Living metal asparagus. Metal torpedoes. Unconsciousness. Cancer. cancer. Yeah. <laughs> it is a fucking shitty day. It's fucking terrible, yeah. Yeah, totally. no one's up there with worst days ever. Oh, it really yeah. is. It's garbage. In an effort to make amends for the accident that had destroyed his property and nearly claimed his life, the robo-plants claimed that they had removed the tumors as, and I quote, a slight reparation for the loss that I have caused you. Condescending slight. asshole metallic what? asparagus. No, that's, a, that's a noble kind thing. Yeah, well, you know, they probably didn't want to get sued, so like, oh, by the way... You had cancer, but we fixed that. We yeah, fixed that. yeah. You're welcome, asshole. You know that it was condescending. There's no way they're not condescending. They've already been condescending to him. Either they legitimately cured his cancer, or they lied through their teeth. Exactly. They did not want to report this shit to their insurance. All of yeah. your lung cancer's been cured. Sorry. Exactly. They probably had like a, a, a prime directive type of thing. Yeah. They did some fucking shit, and they fucked up, and they tried to fix it, and they didn't want to deal with the consequences yeah. paperwork what yeah. kind of lazy ass piloting too these are ufos that ostensibly can go interstellar that can travel at speeds that we can't comprehend that can go invisible or whatever the fuck they want to do how are you hitting his goddamn piper cup like figure it out fuck pay- faces stop paying attention man because it's just partying metallic <laughs> asparagus parties Hard. no I guess, I guess so the voice representing what has come to be known as the georgia stalks that's the name that they've actually stalks. been dubbed uh, then admonished Reagan not to tell anyone about the accident or his medical procedure for fear of ridicule. See, this is... All right. So that's another way of saying, we cured you of cancer, but don't tell anyone about it. They'll yeah. tease you. Yeah. That sounds like a lot of yeah, bullshit. Yeah, they won't believe you or detect any uh, evidence that it happened <laughs> or... Because we were so good, we took out all hints all of right. potential cancer. Right, well, we're going we're gonna to move on with it. Although that may have been sound social advice... It surprisingly runs counter to most ostensibly extraterrestrial interactions, wherein the alien entities often encourage their human counterparts to publicly discuss their encounter, often imparting them a warning for the human race. And we've seen that time and time again. Usually it's about pollution or nuclear holocaust or general human hubris or whatever the fuck it is. Hubris. Hubris. But at this point, they're like, shut the fuck up. Don't tell anyone about this. Because obviously it's their bad and they don't, the get, they don't want to get back to their superiors. Nah. They just don't want it to happen. Following this lecture and clandestine surgery, Reagan once again lost consciousness, though this time it seems as if the state were induced not by fear, but at the convenience of his alien hosts. 
When he finally came to, Reagan found himself restricted to a good old-fashioned human-built hospital bed. The perplexed authorities told him that he had been discovered lying unconscious and shockingly uninjured in a cornfield surrounding by the flaming wreckage of his Piper Cub. Not far away from his prone form was the plane's engine, which had hit the ground with such extraordinary force, it was buried six feet down. Hmm. That's that's a big impact. Yeah, that's that's pretty You big. do not expect to find a survivor in this, this no. kind of situation. The medical professionals on hand all professed that the fact that Reagan had managed to survive such a devastating accident was nothing short of a miracle. The doctors treating him may have been a bit premature in their assessment of said miracle, however, when less than a year later, their patient's health took a sudden and unexpected turn. They didn't get all the cancer? Uh, all right. Hear about Let's it. Let's see. Here is an excerpt from an alleged press report dated Atlanta, Georgia, May 16th, 1952. I say alleged because I've not been able to cite the specific newspaper source. Fred Reagan, who made headlines last year when he had been a visitor aboard a flying saucer, died today in the state asylum for the insane. Cause of death was determined to be degeneration of the brain tissue due to extreme atomic radiation. Authorities are unable to offer an explanation. So that's that's not even a Twilight Zone Rod Serling twist. No. That's just like a dead up depressing fuck he off. Got fucking radiation from the aliens. He survives a plane crash yeah. midair, gets sucked into a fucking alien yeah. craft, ostensibly is cured of cancer. Let's finish this up. All right. While the Georgian authorities might have been at a loss as how to diagnose Reagan's bizarre neurological affliction, there are a handful of ufologists who feel that, in the case of the pilot who almost died, the alien cures employed to keep the pilot both cancer-free and prevent him from falling to his death might have, in the long run, been just as lethal as the situations they were designed to prevent. No. And that is the story of poor Fred Reagan Shit. and his terrifying brush yeah. with death that resulted in, apparently... All right. The degeneration of his brain to such a point that he was institutionalized and killed by atomic fucking radiation. Okay. Amen. All right. Well, I mean, obviously, skeptically speaking here, we can say that this poor man survived a fucking plane crash to only later in his life develop Alzheimer's and get some weird... Oh, not, not Alzheimer's. Or not, not Alzheimer's, no, but some... Degenerative, degenerative radioactive radiation. brain decay okay. Whatever that, that means. sent him spiraling into yeah. madness. Okay. So, so is he lucky to have that extra year because he should have died right. in the accident? Or was that year a torment of madness and hellish <clears throat> incarceration in an asylum resulting eventually in a terrible... Well, from terrible death from a skeptic point of view he just happens to survive a plane crash late to later die of this for some unknown reason yes skeptically speaking um <laughs> i guess which part know, of that is skeptical for the record uh to say that it wasn't actually aliens it's just that he just happened to survive a plane crash and then later just be exposed to some form of atomic energy where it destroyed his brain doesn't that sound more absurd than the actual incident as it's described possibly but well, we're talking no we're, no i mean, I mean we're, we're, the, we're the chances skeptic. are the same well no not really not unless he landed they are. on a pile of mattresses in a nuclear reactor so he survives the crash and then gets yeah. super irradiated. Surviving the crash, I think maybe there might be something there where he could survive it. You're right, though. The chances are the chances are low. In all fairness, if an engine is buried six feet into the ground and the flaming wreckage yeah. of your plane is all around you, you do not land unharmed in said cornfield or wherever the fuck no, you landed No, no, but there's... 
there's room for something to happen. Oh, this please, is please this explain. Is, this no, is no. not I the love fun. It. I love it when someone says there's, there's room for something to happen and then yeah. just let it sit there as if that's good enough. Well, I mean, if he let's say that this thing was tail spinning, right? And let's just say that he was controlling it as it was tail spinning and he just happened to get tossed from the plane. At ten feet up. With with no ah, momentum. I mean, it, it, it could be maybe even higher, especially if he, if, if he passed out and he was all like limp and limber. You know how they say like you're supposed to just go with the fall if you're all limp and limber. The end of as a, as a drunkard who has flipped over some porch railings and other sundry things. Yes, yes I'm aware. Yeah, yeah, I'm aware yeah. of the safety of being limber. There you go, being limber. But it's never been from ten thousand feet. So, but skeptically yeah. speaking, though, that helps a, you at that point. It's a lot skeptically. Well, to, max to velocity is max velocity. Yeah, I mean, if, if yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, so it's a lot. But we, you know, again, we have to all. Always look at the skeptic view and say, okay, what I'm are skeptics going to say? I just think skeptically, listen, you can you can say anything you want about the glowing lozenge, the goddamn metal asparagus, the curing right. of cancer. All of that could be bunk in some way. What I'm impressed by is that that kind of damage done to an airplane and a, a survivor being there unharmed. No broken bones, right. no apparently Yeah, no, that, that's the one thing that's a, a definite physical. He was in a plane and crashed and survived. Right. Purportedly, right. Yep, at a pretty decent distance. I mean, engines are probably pretty fucking heavy, so I don't know how they have to be. I don't know how fast it would have to go, but it seems like it's pretty intense. Yeah, I mean, six feet down in dirt, it takes some momentum. It takes some force to you know push something into the earth that deep. And of course, we're assuming the report is true. Mm. There's always the chance that there's some bunkery happening. No, I yeah, was not able to find the yeah. source of the newspaper yeah. account. But assuming it is true. I'm very impressed that he survived unharmed. Like that to me almost is what makes the rest of it credible because unless he had a, a hallucination where he was saved by his guardian angel and implanted memories of metal asparagus were put there for whatever fucking reason, uh, it doesn't make any sense that he was no. able to survive this. No, not at all. And then the twisted, horrible irony of apparently surviving a plane crash, then being cured of cancer, then dying of a degenerative atomic radiation-infused neurological disorder or whatever that ate up his brain right. until he was so crazy he couldn't be allowed in the public and then eventually resulting in his death. That's all fucked up. And you have to assume if what happened is how it happened that he was exposed to said radiation from extraterrestrial technology. Unless somewhere he was exposed to it just in his normal life. I don't know how. Yeah, well, it doesn't it doesn't explain. Yeah, there's... Well, there's, there's tons of people that work at like Three Mile Island and other nuclear plants, even right. places that have accidents. You never hear about degenerative radiation No, you, you really don't. Madness and death. I'm not saying it couldn't be possible. Maybe after Hiroshima, it happened all too often. I don't know. But I have never once heard of that as a medical condition. No, it's weird, which is why I like. Yeah. I wish there was more kind of info on, on those medical yeah. records. Well, that's another thing that adds to the shadiness of this, because you yeah. would expect. That's pretty. F first off, a guy who survives a plane crash like that, that should be national fucking news. Yeah. Like totally. yeah. big time national news. And. And then secondly, if he ends up dying a year later of a really mysterious disease after claiming to have been abducted by extraterrestrials, then you expect scientists would come out of the fucking woodwork to figure out what happened, how yeah. it happened, if the radiation is something that they can identify as something earthbound, how he got exposed to it. The lack of information here is the most That's damning the problem. element. That's the so problem. I'm, I'm curious totally. that this all happened. Did he Who did he report this to that he was like, oh, yeah, by, by the way, this is what happened to me when I was in this plane? Well, apparently the local reporters, again, from yeah. the newspaper source that I was <laughs> unable right. to find. Okay. So that's, that's, again, part of the problem. So right. 
He was talking to reporters. So we, we have some holes. He survived. We got some holes. He told people well, apparently yeah. how he survived through the uh, the mercy of the aliens and and then right. who apparently cured him of cancer. He must have been like on cloud nine at this point. Yeah. Right. His plane's destroyed, but he's alive. Yeah. And oh yeah, I had cancer and I don't. Anymore. Well, let's okay. And so, then that slow decline must have been just such a crushing disappointment. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. So we've got some room for. To be skeptical of this guy's well, story. Oh, surely. Well, there's always, yeah. well, there's always right. a little bit of room there. There's a couple of big holes here, but let's go to where it's fun, where the aliens Jeez. cure you of cancer, but then they end up fucking killing you with their fucking beam weapon yeah, accidentally. Well, well, you know, if they if it's like alien tech chemo, and they're just like, Phew! in the four minutes you were fucking asleep, they managed to fucking like blast, ass blast out all the yeah. fucking like little tumors in your body. Yeah. And then not realizing that, oh yeah, just like chemotherapy, except with hyper alien technology. You, yeah, you melt his brain. The, the fucking exactly. The, right. the cure is worse yeah, than the fucking disease. You know. Yeah. I feel like if you have tractor beams at that point, you you know what I would radiation you would know what does. It would do, yeah. Yeah, and who knows right. what kind of crazy magnetic field type shit is That's a tractor beam? We don't know what a tractor beam is. Right. But it stops. No, I know. It I'm, I'm, the you, plane. I'm saying that term, but I don't know what that means really. No, because no. we know it's Star, Star Trek, Trek yeah. and we know yeah. it from. Uh, Star Wars, every science fiction thing ever. It doesn't actually exist that we know of, Solar Warden. But but you would think it would be some sort of magnetic field in principle. And magnetics can wreak havoc on, you know, Mm -hmm. know, physiology. So so it could have been the beam itself that caused the ultimate damage. Right. Saving him from falling to the earth, but ultimately creating this degenerative condition that ruined his life and led to his death. So do we think that this guy is uh, a miraculous survivor of a plane crash making the story up? Or do we think that he was, in fact, saved by aliens only later to be killed by their technology? I kind of err on the second side. I don't one. know. I'm kind of going to go towards that that he was actually saved by the aliens only to be destroyed by their technology. Chris, what do you I, think? I, I, there's not enough information. Okay. All right. I don't solid. Like, who was he? Solid. Where did he work? What did he do? Right. What's happening? Yeah. It's true. Tracking down Fred Reagan has proven to be very difficult. Why can't he just fly a plane? Other was investigators the, yeah. uh, have had a really hard time finding out who he is and his So maybe it's history. bunk. Maybe it could be bunk. It could be. It could be a pile or of bullshit. Or he's just a victim of alien technology buried in the friggin' annals of time. Sweet, sweet irony. Anal. Annals, right? Annals no, no, of time. No, no, the annals of time. Right. If you're buried annals. in something, it might as well be the annals. The timing uh, and all. <laughs> uh, uh, dirty. All right. Dirty. Okay, cool. Continuing on with our second story, the Carmel Walking Squid. In the winter of 2014, oh, Sutton Contemporary, a married couple driving near their Ohio home had an all-but-head-on collision with one of the most anatomically inexplicable creatures that has ever been reported. Facts. Facts and science. Walking Squid. I'm familiar with a lot of things that have been reported. Not all of the things. Who could be? I'm merely a man. But of the many, many things I've heard of reported, this fucking anatomical anomaly All right. is among the fucking weirdest. Anatomical well, it's anomaly. a walking squid in Carmel. The old Carmel Sh- walking squid. Carmel. <laughs> I have no trouble saying that word. Carmel. No, never. Never. <laughs> never. Carmel. All right, Rob, paint us a picture. You got it. On December 18th, 2014, the Highland County Press of Hillsboro, Ohio, published an account by Mutual UFO 
network investigator, that's MUFON for the layman, mm-hmm. Ron McGlone regarding a strange report of a bizarre bipedal beast that was almost struck by a motor vehicle just six days earlier in Carmel, an unincorporated community located in Highland County. The event in question concerned a 59-year-old former Marine who was driving his wife home on Friday, December 12, 2014. The anonymous eyewitness set the scene and explained that the thing he had seen was not his first local brush with the inexplicable, stating, We recently bought a place in the Fort Hill area, which is located in southeast Highland County. We first noticed after about 30 days of living here that we suddenly have a perfect circle that stays fresh green no matter what weather in our front yard. So that means snow, whatever else. That's not true. (laughs) (laughs) Skeptical crazy coming out of his cage. No no matter what, no green. It reminds me of the Kansas circle. (laughs) What do they call it? Uh, Oh, what's the circle from Kansas? I have no idea, man, but this is kind of a cool crop circle situation. In the 70s, there was a circle in Kansas that stayed there a long time. The wife of a farmer touched it. Her finger remained numb for the rest of her life. Um, One of Alan J. Hynek's top assistants went out and photographed it. It was glowing. It had like this powdery circle glow, and the snow would not uh would not uh show show there. It's in Kansas, and uh, is it still there? Not a super expert. No. Eventually, the farmer, the kid that actually found it, who inherited the farm from his parents, got so sick of spectators coming, he had it dug out. And replaced. You cannot so replace the magic circle. Now, granted, samples of the powder and the grass and everything were taken. Dude. And the and the grass was found to be hydrophobic, which is not that it had rabies, but that it resisted water, which yeah. is one of the reasons why snow couldn't accumulate there. Okay. That makes sense. Which right. makes me think that despite my lack of specific knowledge about the uh the Kansas case, that this is similar in that it seems like this round patch of grass which really will not apply to the rest of the story, but okay. I'm bringing it up because he brought it up, Sure, is hydrophobic in the sense that yeah. maybe something landed there. Oh, by the way, the Kansas story, there was a UFO above it. Okay, cool. I neglected cool. to mention, right. the most Im- mention the most important part. <laughs> yeah, no, that's important. I'm sorry. They that's didn't important. just find a circle no. that had powder. There was a UFO there spinning. <laughs> dude, six magic uh, circles, dude. Six oh, made by the blood of the game? Made by the blood of the Yeah, six magic circles, dude. I, I Made uh, by the blood of the kings. I might have missed the most important part. Yeah, you did. You missed the Man of War part, dude. Oh, my God. There's four kings of metal, Fucking, dude. Yeah. Four metal kings. Hail and kill, dude. Dance on a string. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that is right. really obscure. Baberto, continue. Kansas aside, there's, there's a fucking piece of grass on this guy's property that will not have snow. <sighs> Stubborn. Maybe, maybe it was a UFO. Okay. Maybe it's fertilizer. Who I don't knows? Know. Okay. Whether or not the snow-defying patch of vegetation is related to the other anomalous events in the area is a matter of pure speculation. What is an established fact, however, is that the allegedly alien animal that the driver nearly hit was unlike anything the veteran had ever seen. And this is what he had to say. On Friday night, we were driving home. After turning on Carmel Road, which leads to our road, we went around the curve by the Carmel Church and then up a small incline and approximately 10 feet over the incline in front of our truck, the quote-unquote alien ran across the road and into the woods. This unquestionably crazy critter was described as gray in pigment and approximately 7 feet tall, Hmm. with gangly muscular legs that bent backwards at the knees. The thing had a narrow torso and appeared to lack both arms and a head. 
<laughs> so, so let's enjoy this so for a minute. It's fucking torso and stork legs <laughs> so it, running the fuck around. Yeah, it's just like weird bent backwards legs. Why don't you and Chris take a look at the eyewitness illustration, which we'll be getting to in a moment. <laughs> All right, cool. So Chris and I got the picture here. Um, boy, that's that's interesting. Let me. Let me yeah. Now you yeah. guys see why I dubbed it the walking squid. Yeah. Totally. That thing oh. is just all torso, no satisfaction. Insta- yeah. Okay. No, it's gross. Yeah, it's grody to the max. Although she was apparently looking down when the swiftly moving monstrosity narrowly avoided their car, the unnamed Marine's wife confirmed that her husband was a credulous witness and further described what he had seen. My husband saw it. He is a skeptic, almost 60 years old and a proud Marine. He wouldn't have admitted to seeing it if he hadn't been in shock. I had him draw it for me, hence the illustration we just looked at, when we got to the house. He says it was asphalt gray, and she clarified that the asphalt in her driveway is actually gray, and about seven feet tall. No arms that he could see, but muscular in the legs area. No jawline, and its legs were bent backwards as it leaned forward as it ran. On a personal note, the eyewitness sketch resembles, to me anyway, the head of a giant squid connected to the lanky legs of a large bird or ungulate, hence our designation as the Carmel walking squid. Now, ungulate, just to break it down simply, is hoofed mammal. Wildlife biologist Kurt Brose... Bros. Bros. B-R-O-Z. What up, bros? That is the ultimate frat name. Yeah. Like, that is the king of all frat names. Wildlife biologist Kurt Bros presented the website Doubtful News with his hypothesis regarding what he believed may be the true identity of this alien life form. He proposed that what the Marine actually saw was nothing more than a white-tailed deer walking on its rear legs, according to Bros. Deer will reach up and walk on two legs for two reasons, mostly relating to male competition. Mm-hmm. I assume that means battling. Yeah, you know, no, yeah, yeah I've battling seen that. for the ladies. Yep. Or reaching food. They normally don't walk that far, but there's no reason to assume a male couldn't at least appear to have walked upright as far as the witness claims. While it would almost certainly be disconcerting to see a deer perambulating bipedally across an empty stretch of road, I think it would be difficult to mistake its distinctive brown and white coat for gray skin and even less likely that any observer would neglect to note its head or forelegs. And that's just my opinion, but... Yeah, no, that's... Yeah, that's a little... If you see a deer walking on two legs across in front of your car... Yeah, no, I know, I know, I've seen... Yeah. It's fucking weird. Like, I know it's a front, but from the side, I mean, they're... I mean, look at that one from the side. We're looking at the pictures now. It's fucking odd, and it would throw yeah, right. you off. But if you like, if if the the front legs were down, yeah, if the front legs were down, secure if they weren't the like side, reaching for something, yeah, and its head were like twisted away from the car, maybe, and it was old yeah, and gray. No, I don't know. No. Did deer go old and gray? But when I look at the eyewitnesses, old sketch, and gray, yeah, maybe, <laughs> and compare it to the photographs of bipedal, uh, you know, deer and antelope, I'm. Pretty sure that that was not the mistake made, unless right. it was the headless horseman of fucking deer, well, which is a do, possibility. You don't it could yeah. be. No, it could be Sleepy Hollow as fuck. I mean, we don't know. Others have suggested that the real culprit might have been a large bird, such as a blue heron. Oh, a heron, yeah. And I don't always say that word right. I'll admit that. 
Shout outs to Eddie Lloyd. Absolutely. Or Egret. But bros, bros again. Bros. Contradicted such arguments by stating that egrets don't normally overwinter in Ohio and our small whitish birds, a great blue heron, would certainly match the color of asphalt gray mentioned by the wife of the witness, but would not be anywhere near seven feet tall. Based on what I know about their behavior, I would also assume that they wouldn't find one running across a field quickly. They tend to walk in a slow, bobbing manner or needless to say fly bros also felt that although emu re or ostrich might match the general height color and weird leg hinging described they were likely too bulky to be the culprit he also noted that the nearest ostrich farm was about 174 miles away and that any escapees would have had to have made the treacherous journey through columbus and the freeways around it where it was unlikely it would have gone on scene and that's true. Well, yeah. I mean, it's a pretty dense traffic I mean, area. dude, never take the emu off the table. We never do. All right. Maybe, but the, like, are there ostriches? Like, just... The devil, the floozy, or the emu are yeah, always on the table. always keep them on the table. Absolutely. Like that, that, that table's a fucking party, dude. Oh, yeah. It's a sweet fucking table to be on. <sighs> Fuck Needless yeah. to say. Those with a more open mind have pointed out the fact that the Carmel walking squid bears an uncanny resemblance to a series of creatures that have been filmed in both Fresno, California and Yosemite National Park, which are colloquially referred to as night crawlers or walking sticks. Ah, oh, these are one of some of my favorite. Oh, Absolutely. I love the crawlers. Dude, the, so the night crawlers are so cool. Walking pants. creepy. Dude, like, walking pants. They yeah. look like puppets. They, like, they look like hammer pants with heads. You know, yeah. They, yeah, they totally do. That's 100% what they look like. And, and, and it's always like shitty, grainy, nighttime well, of you know, of night vision videos. Well, yeah, of course. It has to be. Now, I've, I've, seen, I've seen like experiments done by YouTubers where they've inverted the footage and embossed it and did all sorts of things that were there to elucidate any strings if they were apparent or whatever. But right. of course, it could be fucking CGI. I want it to be real just because it's so weird. Other people have pointed it is out- weird. There are Native American sculptures of trees that have like long bendy bow legs with little nubs at the top. And they yep. think this might be a traditional homage to these creatures. We will definitely get into more when we do our Nightcrawlers episode, which I know I promised a lot in the future, but we will come through with all of them. 2019, you can expect a Fresno's Nightcrawler episode. And, and the Yosemite Nightcrawlers as well. Just a pile of Nightcrawler yeah, totally. shit. Totally. But anyway, they pointed out that these things kind of look like it. Though I have to admit, the eyewitness sketch is not spot on. It has like rounded, bulky, muscular legs at the top and like really thin calves, right. I guess. The legs yeah. bent backwards, but they're very bird-like in that sense. Yeah, so yeah, but the body looks like. looks like a lumpy, rounded torso with like a diamond-like tip that mm. is very reminiscent of a squid to me. Okay. In the end, the eyewitness, like so many others who have experienced something that exists beyond their accepted view of the world, wants nothing more than an explanation that will ground the unexplained event in prosaic reality. In the veteran's own words. I would like to get this information out in your area in hopes that maybe someone else has seen it or that their giant crossbred ostrich got loose or yeah. something. So that's that's <laughs> nice. the final word on it. He's like, right. please let it be something natural. I'm fucking almost 60. I just bought a new house with my wife. I got yeah. this fucking circle that refuses to have snow on it. What I don't need is walking sticks, right. walking goddamn fucking squids. Yeah. In my neighborhood. I don't need this shit. I just want you to tell me it's a goddamn bird so I can get on with my life, you know, read AARP shit and watch fucking the History Channel. Yeah. And I don't know if he's going to be disappointed because he might have actually seen some truly well, anomalous shit. I mean, I like the idea of it being a deer on its hind legs. I do like that idea, but there's there's room. There's well, well a, there's always room. When you, have, when you have one account of anecdotal stuff, 
Right. That's all you have. Yeah. What so really- you, so you either say it's all true, it's 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 all not true, or some's true and some's not true. Mm-hmm. Like that that's all you have, and yeah. then you can either, right. you have to pick and choose from those which right. what you want to. I mean, terrestrially speaking, if he did misidentify a deer on its hind legs, which I personally have never seen a deer on its hind legs, but I have pictures here on, on the old internet to show me that there are, in fact, deer on their hind legs. There you can look up on YouTube and you can see deer yeah. on their hind legs, like, doing their so, shit. So, I mean, like, okay, that's a possibility. But you know what? Again, not fun. Well, it's not fun. It's not a fun, it's not, not a fun possibility. And, and it's not, like, super credible in the sense that it's very hard not to recognize a deer. Now, granted, it walked across the road very fast. Yeah. Though why it would walk across a road by people? No. Yeah. Generally, they don't do it randomly. No. Like, they do it to get food. That's get high, food or like attack or, purposes. Yeah, or, exactly to get their antlers in a position like they're, where they they're can not whack. like we gotta get across quick. Hey, do, 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 two uh, legs. Like they I don't mean, just walk. Unless if it was something where it, it was bad. If it, if it was a buck battling another buck and it was across the road. And it reared up and just happened to go. So a full-on a bipedal full on, charge. Like before yeah. across the road, it yeah. went bipedal. It and went just bipedal bucked. and just bucked, yeah. He's like, oh, I'm going to try something new. And no what's deer's interesting, ever done too, this is before. deers, when they <laughs> do, from, I mean, I'm not a deer expert, but I've definitely Aren't seen you? enough. No, I'm definitely not. I've seen amongst enough. us, amongst <laughs> yeah. the three of us, you are the deer expert. Okay, so generally when things have horns like that, when they do charge, when they rear up, their heads go sideways because they come down with their fucking horns. Yes. Their heads don't stay straight. They co- they turn their heads. Yeah, no, they both they, do. They yeah, both yeah, they both do a side kind of come down on the side of it. But. So, all right, that, 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 that's a possibility. It, well, you'd think you'd uh, see but, the antlers too. Well, you would think exactly that you would see that. Could did the guy see it absolutely so quick that he had no idea? Possibly. Sure. I mean, we live in a small town with a pretty decent deer population. Where there's a lot of deer. Every I still time I drive home at night, I see deer. Yeah, absolutely. Every there's fucking time. Tons of fucking like deer where I live and like where your sister lives in that yeah. area alone oh, is literally filled with fucking deer. Dude, I see deer every day in my backyard. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> we see them a lot, and I still get kind of like you know not like not shocked, but I'm like, oh, holy shit! Oh no, especially at night. Genuine wildlife. Yeah, nature. It, yeah. It's always oh, there. Like it's I do. I feel the same way. I'm like, oh. And, I'm always, and I'm, always, I'm always like this like cheesy, like happy Disney kid. Like, be safe, guys. <laughs> hey, guys, be safe. Don't don't run in the road. <laughs> don't get shot by a fucking hunter. Eat yeah. plenty of foliage. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, you know, you're looking. They're always safe. They're always looking around. Their yeah. tails yeah. are ready. Super cautious. You know what they're never doing? Walking what? on their fucking hind legs. I've not Ever. seen one. I've not seen one yet walking on its hind legs. And I, mean, I, I, I would say out of a week, I probably see at least five to six deer, at least. I mean, between work and home, I see deer all the time. But even, even acknowledging the fact that it is provable that this is a phenomenon that they, they do, they, they have done it. They do, right. and yeah. maybe occasionally they've walked across the road. I still have a hard time believing that it would look like a gray, headless, armless. You know, squid-like, I guess, thing, because that's the only way I can describe its its top part, with bird-like legs. Right. Yeah. Unless I it was just, a heron, but herons don't usually buck. Yeah. No. Like, well, have, that, well, that, that, was, that, was, that was the thing that, that bros emphasized. Like, they move slowly. They bob. Yeah, the, yeah, they, 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 they don't. Like an ostrich, and we have, too. We have herons up here. A few, like, yeah. Montezuma. Yeah, I mean, them. you've yeah. seen herons. It's pretty cool. You're like, that's that's just that's too big. It's Why is it big. in the air? Fuck off. If I saw a condor, no. <laughs> I'd probably shit my pants. Yeah, they're they're pretty impressive. All but. right, so let's take that, that that possibility is there, but also too the possibility is that it could be some sort of extraterrestrial and or cryptozoology uh, 
creature, right? No, Does that it, work? No, it could be. It could be a cryptid. Cryptozoologic. It's a cryptozoologic creature. <laughs> I mean, I'm an expert in the field. <laughs> that's a long-winded way to say it. I'll yeah, admit. I mean, if you guys haven't caught on by now, there's one cryptozoologist on this podcast, and it's Rob. Yeah. And listen, we just should... drank all the beer we just got. <laughs> so, yeah, we did. That's Can the judgment? Yeah, and just, we, just deal with our awesome. Drank. Enjoy what's there happening as I sit my whiskey. Yeah. Uh, so shout out to Jeff Caldwell. Yeah. Um, so the uh, yeah, my cryptozoological angle. Are you having a hard time with that word? Man? I can never say what that word. What the fuck is you wrong with you? you? I can't it's all right. Say just say, just do it. You focus. Did you good? Zoological. Oh god! Oh god! Damn it! <laughs> it's like you're pretending to be drunk. No, I just I, I can't say that word. I all really right, can't. all right. It, assuming it's a cryptid, can okay. we can we leave it at that? Let's, let's do that. And. And I'm inclined towards that for a couple of reasons. One, uh, no evidence of a UFO landing, right. no sighting of objects in the sky. Whenever we see something bizarre that is non clearly alien in the sense like an alien big cat, like it's foreign to that mm-hmm. area, uh, and that seems to be foreign to fucking Earth, it's easy to assume that it's extraterrestrial. But with a lack of any corroboration that there was any uh, UFO flap at the time or anything else, it's difficult to land on that for me. Right Now... That having been said, I can see where people be also uh, very skeptical of a cryptid theory because if there was a cryptid, where are the legends in the area of the goddamn walking squid or whatever right. they want to call it? Because it's just my assumption. That's you know, the name I gave it. The but. closest thing that we talked about to a walking squid is the octosquad. Yeah. Yes. And, this but that's, is and that's a completely different small, furry. Yeah. You know, not and seven feet totally tall, right, but that has multiple things. Right. This does this this, not. You're talking no, about the, the top yeah. feature of this. Yeah. That's why you call yeah. it that. That's why. Right. That's why I, you know, give it the now, appellation. Ohio, though, that is the Ohio River Valley, and that is actually like a hotbed. There's we've we've had all kinds of, from like frogmen to. Other things from Ohio include uh, the indescribable Octoman that was, oh, of course, that's well, right. Right. Yeah, utterly that's right. describable, but still Completely indescribable. indescribable yeah. um, no, there's tons. Literally, Ohio is riddled right. with apparently cryptozoological, sometimes extraterrestrial, allegedly, creatures. And uh, it is definitely one of the nexus points, at least in the continental United States, of mm-hmm. fucking weird. Yeah. Beyond a doubt. So... Um, so the fact that this happened there is absolutely apropos. And it has to open up the potential, if there's not really a continuing legend of creatures like that, there's no evidence of a UFO, well, what's your jam? Yeah, what could it be? International. Oh, really? Uh, wow. I know I know that's wow. a catch-all. I know God it's like it. the equivalent wow. of saying fucking damn it. a saucer said so. It's magic. Dude. But when something appears that is not clearly of the traditional biology of Earth. Right. Um, and there is no tradition of it continually existing in an area and having been seen. I mean, if, if something crosses the road, it's like Sasquatch or something, you see it time and time again. This is a one-shot deal and a fairly recent one, granted, so maybe yeah, more people see it. No, it you is. have to be open to the possibility that this came from some nether right. and was able to slip back out. Or because may, this is just fucking weird. If you just happen to catch a glimpse of it moving into our reality, then out of our reality, ooh. Yeah, but why? Would, why though? I don't know. <laughs> why would that's that the magic of the interdimensional theory? You oh, don't know. You're such a dad. Such a dad. Magic. you're such a dad. Magic dad. So all right. Um. So Rob, what do you think of this? I, you know, I really, uh, it's difficult. It's difficult because it does seem like it would be extraterrestrial biology. Listen, I don't know that it is a squid. It's a weird, lumpy, faceless 
headless, apparently, armless okay. torso on legs that look like they, it could be either, like I say, a, a hoofed mammal or a, or a bird. Apparently walked across the road so fast that the wife did not see it, but the husband did. He was so struck by it that he admitted to it publicly and, and drew this picture that is, and, and, and let's be honest, an eyewitness sketch, especially by a non-professional well, yeah. observer, yeah. is not necessarily going to be like a spot-on photograph no, no. of the thing. Right. It right. just It's just an impression, but it still it captures something that is utterly unlike anything that fits into you know traditional earthbound biology so i can see why people uh, assume extraterrestrial because you think if it it's alive and it can't be here it must be from there being yeah. space another planet yeah. whatever but there's nothing that confirms that there's nothing that confirms the dimensional portal either except the fact that fucking ohio is batshit crazy with monsters and okay. and, and weird shit right. so i'm going to just chalk this up to ohio in that it has the potential of like Loveland Frogman and fucking whatever else of weird, weird shit that is continually happening. Sometimes it comes from the water. Sometimes it runs across the road in the woods and you have to deal with it. When you go to Ohio, that's the fucking deal. That's all what you are, deal all with. All bets yeah. are off. Interdimensional Ohio. Christopher, what do you think this is? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> and there we go. That, <laughs> and that sums it up completely. It doesn't seem overtly <laughs> amphibious in any way. All it's right, it's all got right. things that are of of terrestrial i mean it does it's have got legs legs right. that are like birds and like said deer can do that but okay. then it's got like if you don't see arms or head okay i get it but if it was a quick thing your your eye your eyes can fuck you in many ways and it does every way yep. every day every, every in, way, way, yeah. in ways yeah. you can't even imagine so i can't believe eyewitnesses are even allowed in court dude i can't yeah, i know it's we, fucked we up garbage observers yeah, As yeah. A species we suck we're, we're so terrible, bad yeah Yep. We shouldn't be allowed to see. No. I, we should just donate our eyes to science. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, or just use them exclusively for like movies, porn, and like family events. Yeah, there you go. Because Boom. we are not responsible observers no. as a species, not period. No, no, no you, it, it sucks because you can't control that part of your brain that makes you discard things that are not important. Oh, you can't at all. That right. it thinks are not important. I love the fact that all of us <laughs> have this individual illusion that what we are recording is objective reality, ignoring the scientifically proven fact that everything we see is interpreted by our brain and made into a movie that is created by our own genetics and neurological, yeah. you know, fucking synaptic connections. And and that's it. We are all living our own individualized movies where we're all I mean, in your world well, we could all look like what part. I think are gargoyles. But in my world we all look like pink monkeys. And our terminology might be the same simply because. No, I know. I, we I hate that, that rabbit hole. That. I think that about it all the time. time. Where, where we all, where, where red know. is blue and blue is red, but we the don't colors, know. The colors, you can't, you don't know if everyone has ever seen but the same color. But we all are no. making an individual movie out of our own perceptions constantly, and it makes interpreting Sucks. reality useless, except for when we can use it to build cars and high definition TVs I know. and cure cancer. Yeah. So in that case, it's good to buy it. Even right. if it's bullshit, because there's enough progress and enough pleasure we can get out of it and enough longevity yeah, no. and, and yeah. everything else that it's worth it to ignore the fact that we're all basically a bunch of hairless apes that are making our own Spielbergian epics in our head based on nothing. Well, we're trying. But there we're are trying our verifiable best. things. And if it's all verifiable, then that's okay. Right. That's a start. And that works for now. But I've always been dubious about consensus reality. 
we went off topic a little bit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's draw <laughs> let's draw this back home to fucking walk and squeeze. I'm gonna say that reality and our perception of reality aside, you both fucked up because I'm going with demon. So boom, oh, there okay. you go. Right. Yeah. Support, right. support there theory. It is. Dude, classic fucking demon. What's your thesis? Weird legs, no head, weird <laughs> fucking thing running across the I road. Fucking classic weird, weird legs. legs. <laughs> yeah. Classic fucking demon. No feet. Dude, you, that's dude, enough. You oh, look up enough, Hieronymous man. Bosch paintings of demons. How many weird oh, headless great uh, demons do you see? I gotta say, not I mean, the Hieronymous listen, Bosch I, is reality. I have looked at like you know Paradise Lost or whatever the fuck these paintings are called many many times. I've got books that have like fold out spreads. They're fascinating yeah. and terrifying, and I will grant you. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. there is a Boschian quality. There, there is. is this fucking thing. There Absolutely, is. not that Bosch is reality, but as we just well, no, recently well, discussed with reality about as far as what we perceive as reality, this could be perceived as a demon. In fact, it is from hell. <laughs> Our Lord and Savior, Satan. It is from hell. Oh, Sherlock wow. Holmes. First off, you made me a Satanist, so thanks. Yeah. Secondly, Guess what? we're out of the closet. We're all Satanists. Um, Congratulations. Yeah, well, kind of. Yeah, no, I, yeah. Yeah, no, really, I guess we I, are. Can't, I can't so, argue with Traditional <laughs> yeah. Satanists. We're, we're traditional Satanists, yeah. so there you go. Do, do we get to bang fucking Jay Mansfield we, now? Uh, yeah, you are the closest that we had to Anton LaVey. So yeah, yeah, no, I want you to define myself as uh, well, me and what Chris would is, I'm going to be playing the pipe organ and Anton, Chris is playing the drums. There if, you go. If Anton yeah. LaVey okay. ate John Candy, <laughs> that <laughs> would be me. So, yeah. So, yes, I get that. Not Praise the Dark Lord. It was a demon. Oh, Lord. You know, I don't know if I can support that theory. I don't think crazy legs, weird legs, to quote you is enough <laughs> yeah. to give me the diabolical <laughs> definition no. i am still going to say this i really do think ohio is a part of the fucking world that is just prone to weird shit i don't know if it's its geography i don't know if it's a fucking one of those infernal triangles that ivan t sanderson talked about i am not sure why but there is a nexus of fucking weird that seems to be basically not within the concrete borders of ohio but the general area that it occupies right. and right. that having been said i think Strange things that should not, like say the indescribable Octoman only had one appearance, like or a series of appearances over a couple of days, but then was gone. Yeah, right? you know the green clawed beast of Indiana was part of the river system. The Loveland Frogmen, uh, on and on, and these and, could and all be demons from. They could hell. all be demons, but they could also <laughs> just be demons. They could be things from parallel dimensions or other places. A that parallel dimension called could, hell could be hell. <laughs> oh God it could damn be. it! All right, all right. They're from hell. Fine. Listen, I'm we're there. talking about you reality. We're talking it. about perception. We're talking about Satanism. These things can all tie together in one big, tiny, awesome basket of sweetness. Yeah. Sometimes volume wins. <laughs> <laughs> Accept it. Well played, sir. Well I'm going to say that I do agree. I do completely agree with your assertion that Ohio is weird and full of strange shit. Fuck uppery. Yeah. Lots of fuck it. Uppery. It's and, a pile uh, of it. So whether it's an alien, whether it's a demon, whether it is a fucking deer on its hind legs, you know what? Or a Native American spiritual creature that can somehow manifest uh, as, an as elemental. the night crawlers and walking sticks are Boom. sometimes associated with. Yeah. So we have a consensus of nothing, nothing there is at all. No, no, no. You, you're it's going a blimp. demonic because you're partial to it. I love the, the Chris love the said demon. blimp because you love to infuriate me. Yeah, and, uh, <laughs> it's a fucking blimp. And I'm going with Ohio's just fucking weird. All right, so weird Ohio demon blimp. Yep. 
Yeah. All right. Fucking uh, in sweet. In fact, that makes just yeah, sure. Nailed it. Yeah, weirdo, weird Ohio. It's demon a weird blimp. Ohio demon right. blimp. Awesome, cool. There you have it. Thank you for joining us for the Kryptonite Podcast once again, guys. Let's raise our glasses here. I have oh, nothing I in it, but a it's year. no big deal. Oh, oh, one, hey. one year, boom. That is oh, the demons, cheers. blimps, and fuckery. There you go. God damn it! It's been a fun year. It has been a fun Hopefully, year. Hopefully, there will. There's keep talking. Many more right. to come. Yeah, many, uh, many and more as we mentioned, we do have a Patreon campaign that we will be launching in a few weeks, so keep your eyes open for that. And I know we're going to have a, I tried. We're going to do a Patreon-specific episode for everybody, so we kind of go over everything yeah, all have, at once. Like, bonus episodes, all sorts yeah. of shit, all, all sorts of gifts. of fun stuff. Really affordable, incremental yeah. steps. I mean, re- genuinely And we've been working on like, this for dollar like... Dollar store yeah. affordable. Like the last three months, we've been kind of working on this, so this so, is... So we're pretty excited. There's, there's, Yeah, oh yeah, it's yeah, definitely... It's it's well planned. There, there'll be you know modest amounts of money involved, awesome awesome gifts and and uh, and extra content. Yeah, that's extra, pretty brilliant. Yeah, some of which I might say uh, might include ones that we were so absolutely drunk we couldn't quite manage to wrap it together. Yeah, it's okay. We never it erased those pods, but we never released those pods. But maybe in a special magical way, if you pay for it. You'll have the privilege of seeing what happens oh when we break down fundamentally. <laughs> <laughs> you get to pay to hear us completely fuck the pooch. For the completely. privilege of hearing inebriated cryptozoologists, yeah. and yes, we all are. It's a conferred title. Uh, I uh, ordain uh, you to uh, as right, cryptozoologists. Hold on. Or at least paranormalist. Oh yeah, okay. Can I give, <laughs> Chris is a paranormalist. Can I be, can I be a paranormalist? You're an yeah. interdimensional all right, scholar. Cool. Fan. <laughs> <laughs> Fan. <laughs> oh. Thank you for joining us, and we're talking to you soon. Laters. Oh, yeah. Keep an open mind. It might just be you that's next. Always hail and praise Satan. Oh, God, don't do that. Avoid that. <laughs> it's just a bad call. Say it. Hello and welcome to... Oh, try it again. <laughs> dying after dying to be dead. Dead. Well, welcome to the tuberculous <laughs> All right, hold on. Hold on. Ready? Welcome to Consumption Daily. <laughs> Consumption Weekly. Consumption okay. Weekly. Weekly. Here we go. Old timey death in the Old West. All right, we'll try that again. Is there blood go. in your mucus? <laughs> Good sir. Are you pooping blood? Oh, the dark holiday oh. homage hour. Nice. All right, here we go. Ready? It's <laughs> the holiday homage hour. All right. The alien cures employed to keep the pilot both cancer-free and prevent him from falling to his death might have, in the long run, been just as fatal. Fatal. <laughs> fatal and lethal, all in one word. I was trying to switch. Oh, here. oh my god! Fatal attraction. Good lord. Flaffle. Do you have a faithful condition? Faithful. <laughs> I'm gonna start that from the beginning. All right, here we go. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cover your dink. I'm trying to hear the music behind it. I'm like, I know, I know I'm like, yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> the one you're, 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 you're like, <laughs> and then you're like, and like, where's the where where's the beat? Throwing the dink around. Yeah. Dude.
Okay. 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 I needed the vocals. You were not giving enough. Yeah. I needed the vocals. It's like it's like an ACD. It's 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 an ACDC beat. Cover the dick around. Wait a second. Yeah. Dig around. My fucking god, that really happened. It I was, was really a, just doing shoot the thrill. The, yeah, but, yeah. It, it shoot the thrill, but it's throw your dink around. Yeah. Right. I love it. It's just the finest adaptation oh, I've ever god. heard. Right. Hi, I'm Justine, the big gamouche. And I'm Santiago, the the other gamouche. And we're the hosts of Weird With You, a quirky podcast where every Wednesday we discuss a weird topic of conversation for your amusement. Like that time we talked about our unconventional celebrity crushes. Or when we ranted about working in retail hell. There was also some mention of plastic pants, snakes on planes, folklore, and something about beaver anal glands. And every so often, our old pal Chris Walken drops by to answer your questions. Never underestimate the power of a pocket square. It'll hypnotize you. Join us every week for new episodes on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, and other podcatchers. And follow us on Twitter at weird underscore with you. Shadow for you.